This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best this local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Van Deese, joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Yo, happy Thursday, the Jason Walker Show here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Looking forward to a big, big show. We have, um, on this day in history, we have the walk-off. What else do we have coming up? Um, I feel like we're missing some. Oh, yeah, there's a baby in the studio, and it's not mine. Um, the uh, awesome softball coaches from Carroll College are here, Aaron Jackson and his sister Sarah Burnell. But we're really going to talk about and talk with Sarah um, and her daughter, Presley, who is uh, sleeping at the moment. Babies can sleep through anything, which I guess is a good thing. So we'll talk to them coming up here in about 10 minutes. It's a great story. Um, and we always talk about Carroll College and the Frontier, you know, being a family. And the softball family at Carroll really um, dealing with some some adversity and some awesomeness all at the same time. So we'll get Coach Burnell to talk about that here coming up. And, uh, maybe, maybe the little, the little one will wake up and we'll see her on the air. So, but we have movable cameras, so we can just do that. Um, but we'll talk to the Burnells coming, or uh, Burnell and Jackson's coming up. All right. We start with our daily COVID update. And in the state of Montana, we had 117 new cases reported, 89 total deaths to this point, 101 in the hospital, 1,549 active cases, 4,434 have recovered. Uh, 1,027 new tests. We're now over 207,560 uh, 207, tests. 690 active cases in Yellowstone County, 258 in Bighorn. Flathead back up into triple digits, now with 110. And let's see, Missoula County, 76. Cascade, 48. Lewis and Clark, 44. And 27 in uh, Gallatin County. It says 18 in Jefferson County. But the Jefferson County site says like five active cases, so nobody knows. Um, just a lot of unanswered questions. We did know that Yellowstone County, we talked about it yesterday, Flathead County came out with their restrictions for football and volleyball and really soccer uh, for fans for high school sports. Uh, Butte Silverbow County is limiting to, it appears, two people per, like Flathead, the two tickets per uh, uniformed member of the team. And they're getting 60 players on the sideline, or 60 people on each sideline, and like 120 then in the stands, but no out-of-town visitors, uh, fans. Nor would that be the case in, or that also will be the case apparently in, in Lewis and Clark County, still waiting to hear what Gallatin County is going to do, and Cascade County. Like I said, we need, we, you said this yesterday, we need uniformity. We need to have a decision made, whether it's at the top, and they don't want, the Governor Bullock doesn't want to do you know, he, it's all about the separation, Montana's constitution. He can't really get involved. But can we get a yellow? Can we just get one county 
like not even the county, but the state health department to just say, here's how it's going to be. We can't have each county pick and choose who gets to have fans and who doesn't. Um, and parents have brought up some good points on social media is what if your child gets hurt at a game and they have to go to the hospital? Then what? Who's going to be there? Like if you can't travel with your team to like say, you know, Kalispell, if Capitals playing up there against Glacier game one, well, no Capital parents can go to Flathead and Glacier games to watch those. What if your kid gets hurt? How does that kid, is the bus going to stay? Who's going to bring the kid home? If it's, you know, just a tweet, there's a lot of questions that have to be answered still. And we're a couple of weeks away from double A. Class B starts next week. So we'll keep an eye on all that because we just don't know. But again, nobody knows. Uh, the NAI came out with new dates for its championships for fall sports, and it's going to be a cluster starting in January. The NAIA has uh, deemed May 10th. Or, uh, yeah, May 10th is its national championship football game. Uh, it'll still be at Robinson Stadium at Grambling State, but it'll be a Monday night. And if you go backwards, you look at like four weeks of playoffs, two week, or the two-week bye, if there is going to be one. We're looking at starting Frontier Conference football. Ready for this? Around February, like, 6th. So... February and March, we'll play games in Montana. And that's going to be fun for everybody. And then end the season April 3rd. That's eight weeks of games plus a bye week. And you think we get perfect weather in February and March in Montana, sometimes even April. Um, we never have issues with cold weather. There's never snow on the ground. It never rains. See what I'm getting at? And we will have softball because they get to play a season – starting in February, and they never have any issues in Montana weather-wise for those months. And then we're going to play soccer, too. Nelson Stadium <laughs> does not have turf. Just use Carroll as an example. So if you're going to play football in February and March, and then you have soccer games in February and March, I mean, Nelson Stadium, that crew, you know, Steve Jones does a great job, his facilities crew over there. In this fall, it's not going to be good in the spring, folks. Because our softball fields are always in perfect condition in the spring, right? So I don't just don't see how this is going to be feasible, folks. I really, really don't. Fall or, or spring, <laughs> this coming eight months or so, it's going to be ugly. Um, speaking of bad news, um, this is not fun news, but a Grizz basketball player is in trouble. Booked in the Missoula County Jail this morning on a felony strangulation charge and suspended from all university athletic-related activities uh, per the uh, student-athlete code of conduct. Nassim Gaskin, who's 20, is also being held on misdemeanor partner family member assault. His initial appearance today was postponed. Looks like he's going to be uh, uh, appearing tomorrow in court. Missoula Police Sergeant Travis Welsh said that officers were called last night to a uh, house in Missoula, a woman there reported Gaskin had strangled her and then pushed her off a of bed, injuring her. She left the residence, checked into a motel, then called the cops. Uh, emergency services responded. Um, the woman declined to go to the hospital. University of Montana today said, quote, the university and the athletic department are aware of the incident involving student-athlete Nassim Gaskin. 
We understand the seriousness of the allegations and absolutely do not condone such behavior. Per the student-athlete code of conduct, he's been immediately suspended from all athletic-related activities, and the university also issued an interim suspension effective immediately. Transfer from University of Utah set out last season um, and redshirted he was expected to start this year. So we'll see what happens um, in Missoula. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, the story of birth. And I love, I have, I have great envy for women because they are able to, well, give life. And it's not, I've witnessed it twice, and it's not something I want to go through. Um, but the struggles leading up to getting pregnant, the struggles during pregnancy, and now some struggles afterwards. And we get the true meaning of family when we return here with Sarah Burnell and Aaron Jackson and Presley coming up. Jason Walker Show will be right back. Major Mortgage Man Cave. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. MarkLaRoePhotography.com Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Dinner's Done Right is open and ready for you to stop in and stock up for the summer. How does a Big Sky Flank Steak sound or a Sage Roasted Pork Loin? June's menu also includes a Parmesan tilapia and a variety of fantastic chicken cuisines and more. And if that's not enough, Dinner's Done Right's Grab and Go Soup Salad and Nacho Bar is back as well, with one exception. The delightful staff now will make it for you. And don't forget deliveries to Bozeman and Great Falls on select days. 
Stop in at 1212 Cedar Street in Helena or visit dinnersdoneright.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Uh, welcome back inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Can't wait. Next week, we got a brand new presenting sponsor we're going to start. Um, very cool and very excited to, uh, to get that on the air. And it's a great, great customer. So appreciate uh, them hopping on board here on the Jason Walker Show. Uh, but that'll start uh, next week. Uh, next week, also, some of our guests, uh, Bill Foley, ButteSports.com, will join us. We haven't always agreed in multiple uh, aspects, but uh, Bill has been getting lit up on the social media like I have, and uh, Bill's going to join us because we actually agree on some stuff. Um, and he's a great writer. Uh, Fox weather anchor Janice Dean will join us next week. As you know, her in-laws um, both passed away of COVID in uh, Governor Cuomo's world over there in New York. So Janice Dean will join us next week. Becky Mapston will join us. Talk some rodeo. And uh, every Thursday starting next week, a week from today, yeah, Pac-12 analyst Nicole Ragoni will join us. She had so much fun. She messaged me last week and said, hey, can, can we just make this a regular thing? And I said, absolutely. So we're going to get a, a female's perspective on sports, pop culture, literally uh, every Thursday now. It's going to be so much fun. So uh, there you go. All right. Um, on this day in history, still to come, and a whole lot more. But I want to welcome in our guest. And uh, I mean, we're, I, I say guest because it's, there's three, but we're only going to really try to talk to two. Because the one that's sitting in here with, uh, with us, um, there is Aaron Jackson. He is the head softball coach at Carroll. But really, we want to talk with Sarah Burnell, the assistant coach. And little Presley is awake. How are you, sweetheart? She just looks so cute <laughs> and adorable. Congratulations. She's, what, five months five now? Five months, yep. Born Almost in February. Six. I'll have to pull the mic a little bit closer to you. Um, so, yeah, she's uh, she's looking healthy. She is, yeah. Healthy-ish. Yep. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that here in a second. But this is so cool to have you guys in the studio. And I'm just going to look at her, but I'm going to talk to you, Sarah. <laughs> um, she's just like, I don't know what to think right now. Yeah. Big, big eyes. She's got her Carol softball gear on. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, thank you, by the way, for the sweatshirt. I've waited too long <laughs> too long to get a sweatshirt from Carol softball. This guy never, ever got me anything. I talk to you. him all the time. You took care of me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> so you're here because um, you have a great story. And we always talk about, in my time at Carol, it was time, you know, it was family. Carol was a family. Softball is a family. Volleyball, all the sports. You're part of the Carroll family, mm-hmm. and you guys are family, which yep. makes it even better. Um, but the, the, the way that everything has come about since your marriage and for the, the struggles to get pregnant and then to get to this point, take me through it, because it has been a family affair, not just personal family, but the extended family, too. Yeah, so um, I got married after my first year of coaching at Carroll, and, uh, of course, I wanted a family from the time I was little. So um, my husband, Zach, and I tried and tried and um, weren't successful. And the negative after negative became um, the new norm for us. And um, that is not a good norm to be in. 
And so we decided that um, once my husband got into his apprenticeship with Northwestern Energy, um, that we were able to see what was going on and uh, see why we weren't the normal um, husband and wife and um, getting pregnant. And so we um, <clears throat> went over to... Before we went over to Bozeman to see Dr. Schmento, we had seen a whole bunch of other doctors, um, tried um, natural things, all these different medicines, and it wasn't working. So our last resort to have a family was to go to Bozeman um, to see Dr. Schmento, who is the uh, in vitro uh, specialist in the state of Montana. Um, and we kind of started that process in, um, I guess it would have been January of 19, uh, and we just learned about what IVF was, um, what that looked like, what that's going to do to your body, time away from coaching, um, you know, how is a baby made that way? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a really trying time. Um, the unknown was really scary. Um, and so talking about family, um, first off, like if we didn't have a faith in God, um, you know, I don't think we could have done it. So we give credit to, to God um, is our number one credit. Um, but then, you know, we are surrounded by family uh, in our softball program. I obviously mm-hmm. coach um, with my brother. Um, and then John Hall and our staff, he was my high school coach. Um, and pretty much like a grandpa to me now. And now one to Presley. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Allison joined our staff as well. And um, she has become like a sister um, and a really great friend of mine. And so I knew I was surrounded by the right people um, in the middle of trying to get through this during a season. Uh, so we uh, started our appointments, and um, it was a roller coaster. <laughs> um, <laughs> to right? say the least. Yeah. Uh, emotional. Um, you know, didn't know what to expect. Um, didn't know if it would work. Uh, we, I remember I got the phone call saying that IVF was a go um, before we had originally planned. Uh, so we started in March, and I was in the uh, Missoula airport 15 minutes before a flight to head to Portland, Oregon for softball. And the nurse says, IVF this month, uh, not June. We have an opening. And I said, um, yeah, let's do it. Sure. I haven't talked to my husband, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, I... Uh, okayed it with myself and then called Zach and said, I hope it's okay because we're, we're going. Uh, so we landed in Portland and I uh, had to find a lab the next morning oh, to wow. start uh, lab work and all that. So Anna App Roberts' um, parents live in Portland and I called them up and they directed me to a, a close hospital to go take care of that. So That's awesome. Um, she's telling her story right now. You get a chance to tell your story in a second, yeah. little Presley. Um, Sarah Burnell joining us, uh, brother Aaron Jackson here as well. Um, and this had to have been really tough, and I've talked to you a little bit about it, because uh, while you're going through all of this, you mm-hmm. see my wife get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right after we got married, you saw um, Christina Eichler, who used mm-hmm. to work at Carroll. She got pregnant about the same time. Of course, Cassie Cosina. Mm-hmm. This is just, and you want nothing more than to have a child, mm-hmm. and you're seeing it with everybody else. Obviously, you're proud and happy, mm-hmm. yep. but it, how, what were those in, in internal emotions like for you at that time? A lot of crying. Um, a lot of happiness for them, um, because you want every woman to become a mom. It's a beautiful thing. Um, but, you know, you'd go home, and or I'd get in the car and drive home to Anaconda, where I live, and... Um, cry the whole way home. Why not me? Why not me? You know. Um, but at the same point in time, I realized that I had to give it to God, and that 
you know, it was in his court, and um, I couldn't question anymore. And I think that's um, a big reason why maybe I wasn't getting pregnant, other than medical reasons why. Um, but I was just questioning a lot. And um, so once I finally just became calm about it and realized that, you know, I just need to let it take its course and God will provide and um, that I was in the right place at the right time and surrounded by the right people. So, And, of course, um, when you get pregnant, that emotion just completely flips to a 180. And mm-hmm. um, I know everybody, when you started telling everybody, was so, so happy. Yeah. It was really cool because um, before I found out that I was pregnant, um, going through the journey of IVF, um, nobody really understands what the journey's like unless you're going through it. Um, it puts a toll on your body physically, emotionally. Um, and so one thing that I can say that when I was going through that, um, the softball team and the coaching staff was unreal. Um, I just remember multiple times, you know, after practice we would um, all gather together and we would pray. Mm-hmm. Um Again, faith in God is the forefront of our team. So if you understand Carol softball, you can see that. And um, I just remember that, you know, hands were being placed on me, um, praying over me. We were in um, Klamath Falls. And uh, that's when I actually told the team uh, what I was intaking and what was about to happen. And I was able to share my journey and my story with them. And I just think that was really neat to... Um, share with those female athletes that, you know what, I am human, and just because I sit in the coach's role doesn't mean that I don't have a heartache. And there could be somebody on our team that faces uh, infertility, and how awesome is it to share my story? And um, lots of questions were posed, and uh, it just connected us on a totally different level. And so, Take me through that, Sarah, because um, guys don't, I mean, we, we can hear about it, and your husband obviously is, you know, mm-hmm. probably an expert on IVF. But what's behind it? What? How? Take just tell me about IVF. Sure. So uh, when you first go in, you obviously have to find out what's wrong. Um, so lots of testing is done on both you and your husband, um, yourself and your husband, and uh, they figure out the problem. Um, and I am not ashamed to talk about IVF. I think that more women and couples should share their story. Uh, I know that because I did. It helped me. So um, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome. Um, and what that means is that my eggs were not healthy. Um, I had a, a ton of eggs, um, and people think, well, geez, you should be able to get pregnant. Um, that's not the case uh, when you have too many. Um, and so once we were diagnosed with that, um, we started on some meds. So pretty much Dr. Schmento was in control of my body, um, which is really hard to have somebody controlling your body. Right. Um, and so I went on some oral meds um, to just kind of regulate everything. Um, and then here became the scary part of IVF is that um, I had to get needles involved and oh. shots involved. And I don't like that. And so... Um, I had to do, um, for a few months, um, three shots in my stomach every evening. Um, Those were done on the bus, in the locker rooms, in the hotel rooms, um, you know, wherever I had to do it at 10 o'clock, and it had to be exactly 10 o'clock. And it's three shots all at once? Three shots all at once, just in my stomach. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's just to prepare my ovaries. (laughs) So um, then... Through that time, though, we're going in and out of the doctors, having ultrasounds, seeing where we're at. 
Um, then after that round of shots, once my ovaries are prepared, um, you go through what's called a, a retrieval process. Um, and that's where they take your eggs and then obviously take Zach's. Um, and that was um, a scary time, too, because we thought for sure we were going to go right into the retrieval. And the next week we were going to do transfer time and then you know, 12 weeks later, we were going to be pregnant. So I went in the day before retrieval, and I found out that I can't have the retrieval. Um, oh. That uh, the retrieval wasn't going to work. And, <laughs> oh, it's okay, Presley. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't so do the retrieval um, because I had a cyst on my ovary. Oh, man. So here it just hit us again. Um, you know, we thought we were on the right track, and then boom. Um, so I had to have surgery for that. So we were out another month um, before we even could do the retrieval. So we take care of that. I go in, do the retrieval. Um, come to find out we had great embryos, um, grade A embryos, and that's what you want. <laughs> so we were uh, lucky to have three of those. Um, and then what they do is they put them in a um, either a fresh transfer or a frozen transfer. And um, we did a frozen transfer due to healing and all that. So um, in June, on Father's Day of 19, we went in for the transfer. And so that was the day that we were implanting our baby. That's awesome. Um, and, oh, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Um, I allowed Zach to pick that day, and he said that was his first Father's Day. And um, I truly believe it. Um, and in that time, we were awake for that, uh, so we got to see the whole entire thing. Um, and it's just remarkable what what you go through to get to that point, um, and then to watch them place this perfect embryo right where it needs to be placed. And um, it was just an incredible experience between a husband and wife that n- nobody can explain right. unless you were there for it. And um, then it became t- uh, two weeks of waiting. Okay, are we pregnant? Are we not? Uh, which then also entailed shots in my back. Um, so not, then I got put on oral meds again. Um, and then I had to have shots in my back. Um, very long needles um, alternated between sides. Um, I was on the recruiting trail with Aaron. Oh. Aaron gave me numerous shots in my back. What a great brother. <laughs> um, and uh, that was really hard. Um that's when I became to get heavier. I was gaining weight. Um, became very, my self-esteem was low because um, I was self-conscious about that. Even though I knew what we were doing it for, um, it's really, really hard. Um, and then I just remember the two weeks came and I was in Butte and I was grocery shopping and I was waiting for the phone call. I just gotten my blood drawn. Um, Zach was at work. And I'm waiting and waiting, and I had this all planned out how I was going to tell him, but I couldn't go and buy any of the stuff because if it was negative, why would I do that? Right. Um, and trying to stay positive in that was really hard, um, but I just kept remembering what, like, my family kept telling me, my the coaching staff, our players, like, all that support and love around me. Like, there was no way it wasn't going to be positive. The prayers. Um, so... Anyways, I ended up getting the phone call, and her voice sounded sad. And I just instantly got kind of tears in my eyes, like, it's going to be negative. Just kind of numb again, you know. And sure enough, she said, 
you're having a baby. <laughs> and I lost my mind. And I, I didn't want to tell my family, and I didn't want to tell Zach yet because I was we were going to surprise both. Right. And so here I am in Walmart in Butte getting the things I need. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm sure I had tears rolling down as I'm walking and shopping and um, pretty pretty amazing feeling. But then I'm like, I'm going to tell somebody. I have right. nobody to tell. <laughs> like, nobody. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was pretty, pretty amazing um, experience when you get that phone call. Um, but then, you know, when I told Zach, I surprised him at home. And, I mean, I thought he was going to pass out when I told him. Um, well, I'm glad you didn't tell him while he's, like, hanging off of a <laughs> light pole. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Off, off of a big power line. And that day he was actually working on a big, huge power line. So he was like... He did tell me, he's like, it was kind of weird that I hadn't heard from you. So I told the guys, I was like, I'm going to head home early just because I think it's negative. And she's just not sure what to do with herself. Um, and thankfully, I got everything decorated in the house literally two seconds before he walked in. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I was able to get it all on camera and all that. And, um, and then we went to, we came to Helena and told my family. Um, and I actually made Aaron a um, onesie for Presley to wear. And it said, well... It's in his office right now, but it said uh, college uh, women's or the women's college world series buddy coming soon. Oh, nice! So Aaron and I go to the women's uh, college world series together, and um, so he has a little buddy now to go with him one day. Um, so yeah, it was pretty neat um, experience then. But then it doesn't with IVF still happens. So twelve month or twelve weeks, um, I'm still having to give shots, and that's mm. to make sure that she or he at that time survives. Um, because my body isn't um, prepared for that, and it um, has issues inside. And so we needed to literally, I like to say, pump myself with, you know, the the good medicine to um, make her healthy or he healthy at the time. Um, And it became harder and harder. Uh, My back was becoming rock hard. Mm. So to get those in, it was uh, a screaming battle, crying. Um, Before I was a champ, it was no problem. Um, and you know, like Aaron and my husband and my mom, all those that gave me the shots said it became harder and harder to push in and they knew they had to do it. Um, but it was really, really hard. What a painful Um, experience. Yeah. And so then when I went in for my other ultrasound to make sure that she had made it to 12 weeks, um, holy cow, it was just like you could breathe. And then we ended up telling people at that point. That is awesome. pregnant. Sarah Burnell joining us here, uh, brother Aaron Jackson too, and little Presley is uh, is on the bottle. Um, holds it already, and with yep. the left hand, I, you, uh, know, you want yeah, a left-handed yes, pitcher. Yes, left-handed pitcher, <laughs> but she's going to be a power uh, righty. I like right? that. You can be a switch hitter. It's okay, yeah. too. I figured I should put her on a bottle instead of the other way. <laughs> it's so. okay. I've, you know, I'm used to it after three kids, but um, it is a little different when it's someone else's. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the air wants to see it either. So. Yeah, well, you know, it's internet only, so it's okay, I yeah. think. Um, but anyway... Um, the IVF is just, you know, I've had friends that have gone through that, and, you know, twins are mm-hmm. a big, big chance of having a twin. Yep. Um, but you are you obviously just happy with the one, but what, did you think about, what if I have twins? Yes. And <laughs> um, it was a running joke between Zach and I. He wanted one, and I said, well, great chance of them dividing. There you go. And Dr. Shimento even said, too, it's a good chance. Um but we got one, and so now the running joke is the next time we'll have to do IVF again, as we, as 
have two more embryos um, to use. And um, I said, well, they could divide. We could put both in, and we could have quadruplets. Oh, jeez. Like, so Zach's not overly enthused with me right now, <laughs> the running joke in our family. But uh, we look to do to do IVF um, potentially starting next summer again. So. There's a chance that you could have, like, a, the starting pitcher, catcher, and the corners um, yeah. for a softball team. Yeah, and I just saw one of my friends. We used to play ball together and against each other back in the day. And uh, we all have girls. And we have about seven players already, so nice, we got nice. a team going. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, so we, we've talked about the family and, and the importance of the softball team. And, you know, a lot of girls that play softball, or a lot of females in, and males both in, in athletics at Carroll, are into the medical um, profession, or they mm-hmm. want to be in the medical profession. How many on the softball team really, for you, because of the medical background, were, were helpful? Oh, unreal. Um, you know, they just wanted to know. They wanted to learn. Um, I remember uh, Courtney Schroeder uh, was one of my biggest uh, go-tos. She's a goofball, by the <laughs> She's way. She's awesome. <laughs> uh, definitely going to miss that girl that she graduated now. Yeah. But, um, you know, she really invested her time. And, you know, when we were on bus rides or I was driving the van, she'd be my co-pilot. Um, and she just asked, you know. Um, but really a lot of them asked. It didn't matter if they were in the medical field or not. Um, but those ones that were wanted to know, like, give me details, like, don't be ashamed of it, you know, and I'm like, sure, like, I'll tell you everything, and so it's just neat to see them kind of grow in that area, uh, maybe they weren't going to learn that in school right away, um, but it, it was, it was pretty amazing, and it, I think it really helped me kind of get through that, because I was able to talk about it, um, I think sometimes, uh, you know, Dr. Shimento did make me aware that depression is huge, mm-hmm. um, and, and pre-pregnancy, with IVF patients, um, and I could see that, but I never experienced that, um, and I truly believe it's because one, my family, um, my faith, mm. and the softball team. Like I cannot thank the softball team enough um, for just the support day in, day out, um, letting me come to practice sad, letting me come to practice excited, um, you know, all of that, and then you know. It's pretty, I don't know if I could have went through the IVF journey anywhere else besides being at Carroll. Um, and I say that because my boss, the head coach, is my brother. <laughs> um, and I say that because he understood. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know what, if you can't make it today because you just emotionally aren't there, that's fine. Um, if you need to step away, you need to step away. Um, I missed a couple... Um, series for weekends for softball um and it was no big deal but to me it was a big deal right i'm leaving my team but at the same time like i knew why um and i knew the support was there and And they knew why yes you know that's a bigger thing Mm -hmm. that i think of um but when you know when you're at practice Mm -hmm. did they know right away when you showed up like Okay, we can we can have fun today, or this is a day that we just need to be there and get you know be there for her if she needs. Yeah, you know, Aaron talks a lot about like leaving your outside life kind of you know there and come and just enjoy the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really took that to heart during IVF. There were times where I couldn't. I mean, I just I couldn't control my emotions. I mean. I would look at a softball and it would make me cry. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying right now. Like, I'm really in a good mood, I promise. Like, yeah, poor infielders, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, I I really took that to heart because I knew that for the better interest of our team, like, I needed to be myself. 
um, to get the best out of our players. And so I really um, felt, though, that if it was a bad day, they were going to be right there. They always asked, how are you doing today? Like, what's going on with IVF? Like, do we know if we have a baby yet on the way, you know? Or it would be a bad day. Okay, well, how can I help you? Like, can I pray for you? Can I, you know? So, yeah, it just was, it was huge um, to know that those girls understood. And, um, you know, there were some that were more reserved and, like, uh, I don't really know about that. Like, I don't really, not that they didn't care. It just wasn't their area. I just, they, mm-hmm. not their comfort zone. Right. Um, but in their special way, they reached out, which was really neat, too. Well, now so. she's got, what, 30, you know, sisters and yes, aunts for the rest does. of her life. So. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, it's just, it's going to keep adding because yeah. of the years as they go by. Can you stick around for another segment? Yeah. Okay. Because she's, well, yeah, she's still awake. She's so good, that's, yeah. Because um, I do want to get Coach Jackson's thoughts on a couple of things um, here when we come back. It is uh, the Jason Walker Show, and we're talking we're talking about something very um, positive, and, but very um, serious at the same time. Sarah Burnell, Aaron Jackson, still in studio. We return next here on the Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rucker's Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rucker's, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rucker's Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. 
Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show. Major Mortgage Man Cave. Just uh, continuing here. we got On This Day in History coming up, the walk-off. Tell you what's coming up uh, tomorrow, next week as well. Uh, no shows on the 28th or the 31st. That is my birthday weekend. So um, the wife is taking me somewhere to golf. I don't know where. She hasn't told me. She wants it to be a surprise. Um, so no shows on the 28th or the 31st. And depending on how I golf, maybe no shows after that. I don't know. Maybe I'll become a pro. Doubtful. All right. Uh, but we are continuing here. Um in the Major Mortgage Man Cave with a couple of great guests. And then uh, the head coach of the Carroll softball team is here, too. Um, Aaron Jackson sitting here along with uh, his sister, Sarah Burnell, and little Presley, who just ate and just burped and was impressive. Yeah. It was awesome. Can you, do an, can you give me another one? Can you? She's got the little crunch, scrunched up face like, <laughs> I want you so bad. Um, I don't like headbands on babies, but that one's cute because it's a softball. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not. And Uncle Aaron gave her this shirt. So. <laughs> I like the shirt a lot. I couldn't decide this shirt or the other one he got her, which was uh, future softball coach. Oh, yeah. She just did it. Uh, you missed it. Mm. So. No, it was, it was, it wasn't as good as the first one. <laughs> that might be the first on-air burp in Jason Walker show history. Look at you. Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we do, I want to continue because um, she's got to have some pretty serious coming up but and I want to talk about that but coach I wanted to bring you in for a couple of uh, uh, questions because I mean you sat here you went through this whole process with your sister and the team and the family and, and you know what she's been through as you sit here today with with coach Sarah and little Presley your niece what's your emotions yeah you know it's a pretty special thing uh, I don't uh, be able to go through and be able to be a part of the process that, uh, like she said, we are on the road recruiting and uh, 10 o'clock at night in the hotel room and having to give a shot. And uh, as you can imagine, the recruiting days are long enough. Um, and then rushing back to make sure we get the shot in time is uh, an added piece. So to, to see it all come to fruition and uh, to spend, uh, I think we spent almost three days in the hospital uh, coming back and forth to practice. Um, and before Miss Presley uh, arrived, and um, so it's just, it's just a great uh, culmination. And then she's just been, a, uh, you know, during a time that could be pretty dark, and with COVID, uh, has yeah. been really a, a light to our family. And uh, fortunate, uh, you know, we we've got to spend more time with them uh, ever because of the lack of recruiting and at the end of the season. But uh, so we've been blessed to be able to do that. So uh, we just love having her around and. Uh, you know, unfortunate to have a team. And today they were first team meeting, and they uh, all wanted to hold her. But obviously, with what's going on, it uh, yeah. we want to hold her back. But uh, they were all excited to see Miss Presley. And I, I always say she's got, you know, uh, 24 uh, sisters uh, or aunts, mm-hmm. um, and will continue to grow. And uh, what a great environment to be able to as a young, uh, young lady or a young. Uh, baby right now uh, <laughs> we'll soon be uh, uh, looking up to those little girls and hopefully yep. uh, become one of them one day when when Sarah first got pregnant and and, and was going through the process of, of the IVF and, and all the treatments and then the, the news that comes out 
what were those conversations like between you and her as you know boss to you know manager to assistant knowing that there's that special relationship of brother sister that if you can't be there every day are you going to want to i mean this was nothing and i and i know you guys and i'm so i'm just guessing here but was it you're still a member of this team whether you're going to be there for one day or not going to be there for three months i mean this is this is still her team is that kind of how it went yeah, so you're leading up to it and through this process, uh, I probably got some weird looks and because uh, I consulted colleagues of mine, uh, uh, coaches and some elite coaches at the University of Utah, uh, to mention one, and just said, "How how do you do it?" Uh, and what's the advice for for uh, a head coach and the dealing with um, assistant coach that's trying to have a baby and then ultimately is pregnant. And how you balance it. So I, I think that leading up to it, some coaches, why are you asking me? Uh, you know, it's not the typical person to come up right. to ask uh, a male asking those questions. So, um, and then when when it arrived, uh, uh, everything transpired. It was clear. If you need to be away, you're good, um, and don't worry about that. And that was the biggest uh, stress on her. I think is am I missing out? Am I letting the team down? And so the constant. Uh, um, telling her, no, you're good. Uh, I mean, to be honest, up till uh, she was in active labor, uh, she had the, uh, the computer on watching live stream of Jeez. our series. Um, and I heard about it. Good thing that we uh, took three or four against Warner Pacific that weekend um, because uh, and she was not too happy about the first game that we dropped two to one, uh, but I uh, was happy with the rest of the weekend. So uh, so to say that she was an active part and uh, it was still there, you know, we'd have daily conversations on what happened at practice, uh, what do we need to work on, things like that. So, um, and the same thing continues as we head into the next journey here, uh, which we'll talk about on the next steps and what the press is going to face is uh, the same thing has been extended. Um, I, 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 we need uh, Coach Brunel, a part of our program, uh, even if it's only for a few days here and there, sure. uh, I think is an, is an important piece of us and what she does um, on and off the field in her commuting. Um, and for uh, not a whole lot of money, uh, no. and, and so the sacrifice there is uh, is great, and she does it because it's something that she loves to do. Um, and I, I keep telling the story, you know, uh, there's a lot of connections between softball and and, and her family, uh, and how all this came together. And uh, you know, the first story of her and her husband, Zach met my parents on a, a 12-hour uh, car ride to the Grand Oregon uh, when Sarah was playing. So, uh, <laughs> so that's where it all began. And then, and he didn't die on the way, and uh, and he came back. So, uh, so you know, softball's been a game that's given us so much, and uh, just appreciative of the opportunity that we have at Carroll. Aaron Jackson, uh, the head softball coach, assistant softball coach, and sister Sarah Burnell. Um, Twenty weeks, you go in with Presley, you find out she's got a big issue. Yeah, so we um, were going to Butte for ultrasounds. Um, I was seeing a physician actually in Anaconda where we live, and um, but we did our ultrasounds in Butte, um, better technology there. Yeah. Um, and our ultrasound tech, um, again, like these stories are so neat because she went through IVF and um, mm. we, every ultrasound we went to just shared what we were going through and what we had gone through. And, you know, that ultrasound was kind of an odd one. She wasn't herself uh, when looking at the images and Zach and I were just kind of like, hmm, like, you know, whatever. And so at the end of our ultrasound, she said, um, well, 
we're going to have to send you to Missoula to get better imaging of her lung and her heart. And I mean, it was like a truck hit us like, okay, like, wow, like everything was great. Like there, we didn't see any issues. And, you know, so then all of a sudden we just didn't really overthink it. We're like, oh, they just couldn't get good images. That's what it is. You know, she's still so healthy. Like, um, well, at that time, we didn't know what she was. That weekend, we ended up having um, to, uh, we had a gender reveal party. Um, but, uh, so anyways, then we found out it was a girl. Um, and then we make our way over to Missoula. Um, and we had seen Dr. Fawcett um, and Dr. Holbrook there. And they are the lung and heart specialist over there. And um, we go into the ultrasound just so, like, not really sure what to expect, but just, Probably just getting some good images, and then we're going to be on our way, and we're going to keep seeing our doctor in Anaconda and, you know, deliver there, and life's great. Um, And it was an hour and a half ultrasound with silence, and the tech really wasn't giving us any clues, and Zach and I kind of started to get a little emotional, like, why is she not talking to us? She kept leaving the room, and so she comes back in, and she says, well, Dr. Fawcett's on his way, and we're like, Okay, like, again, now all of a sudden our hearts sink, like, all right, I have no idea what's going on. He comes in, he's looking at it, kept looking, like, looking at her lung and her heart, and we have no idea what we're really seeing on there, because, I mean, as we all know, ultrasounds are hard to read if you're not in that field. Exactly. Um, And so he comes in and he says, well, I have some news that no parent really wants to get. And I, Zach immediately started crying, and I'm trying to hold it together so I can hear because I don't think Zach, you know, I didn't know if he was okay, really listening, and, you know, and so um, he actually just stopped talking for a second. He says, I'm going to step out, and I'm going to give you two some time before I share with you what we found. So we kind of gather ourselves and comes back in, and he says, well, um, your daughter has a mass on her lung. And, again, a truck hit us. Like, what? We have struggled for three and a half years to get pregnant. Then we had to go through IVF. Like, God, what else are you going to hit us with, you know? And, but we knew we were strong, and we knew that, like, you know what? Bring it on. And so we had no idea what this mass was called at the time. And all of a sudden, Dr. Fawcett says, well, it's called the CPAM, and um, it's a... A rare um, mass uh, in female babies. It's one in 25,000 babies um, get this mass, and um, it's more common in male ma- in male babies. And so um, he said, well, now your journey begins. You need to uh, make your journey here um, every two weeks for ultrasounds. Um, we need to monitor the mass. Um, if this mass grows then um, you will have to go through fetal surgery, in-womb surgery. And I'm thinking, oh, "Oh my gosh, like, no. like." So we got our prayer warriors out, and as you can tell, I'm a huge person of faith. So we um, just prayed and prayed and prayed, and uh, I had an ultrasound right before Aaron and I hit the road to California to recruit, and I I got the phone call of my results. And, And I knew that this ultrasound was a big ultrasound. Um, you know, we're obviously further along at this point. Um, I think we were close to 26 weeks or so. Um, and the doctor says, um, well, the mass has grown 
um, and it's really close to the number that we don't want to be at. And her heart has shifted. Um, there is a little fluid around um, her heart. Um, so right now the path is that you're going to have to come back and we're going to do another ultrasound and we're going to be making our way to have surgery. And I'm in California, not next to my husband. Right. And, um, you know, remind you that, I, didn't, I don't think I mentioned this before, but um, lung issues are uh, on my husband's side. Um, his brother and sister both have cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought, oh, my goodness, like another lung issue, like are they tied in? Um, and we found out that CF and her mass on her lung had nothing to do uh, with each other, which is a blessing. Yeah. Um, and so I called Zach and said, "This is what we're, this is what we're dealing with." And so we uh, ended up uh, coming back from our trip, and um, I go in, and I'm, we're prepared. Zach and I have talked, and we are prepared for the long haul. Uh, we're prepared that our daughter might not make it. Right. Um, that fetal surgery and um, is not a guarantee. Um, and where the mass was sitting in her heart, um, you know, was shifted. So the mass sits on her right side, um, but because the heart had completely went a 45 degree, um, that was really alarming. Um, and so, anyways, going for an ultrasound, and oh my gosh, by the grace of God, the mass shrunk oh. drastically. Um, and I, like, we were just, the doctor's face was, like, unreal. Just, like, he was in utter shock. Like, this is not what I expected. Um, you know, it's rare that they do shrink once they start to grow. Um, and so, yeah, we said, well, what's what do we do next, you know? And he said, well, you just keep coming every two weeks. We're going to monitor this. And she's probably going to have to have surgery when she's born. So she's due in February, which is Right during season. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so her due date was in March, March 3rd. Uh, they ended up inducing me on the 25th of February. And I'm thinking, okay, well, she's my number one, right? I, my body is, like, I have to take care of us. And I know that, you know, it was okay to be away. And But then when we had to have surgery, you know, when she's born, what does that look like? Do I miss a full season? You know, do I miss just a couple weeks? You know, I, I'm not sure. And so... um we uh, get to, they decided to, I was at high risk now at that point, um, and the mass just kept shrinking and shrinking every appointment we had. And, you know, the doctor had no answer. He was just like, I don't, I mean, I'm happy that this is happening, but right. this does not happen. And so um, they ended up wanting to induce me early. So, um we, Presley and I, ended up going to Missoula, and we were able to stay at the Ronald McDonald House, which is a phenomenal yep. facility. Yep. Um, and so we were there a full week before they induced me to monitor her and I, and, um, you know, <laughs> they were in California. And so I had my computer on, watching every game, yelling and cheering, <laughs> and the lead at the front desk said, is everything okay in there? I said, yeah, just cheer my team on. It's fine. Like, you're like, uh, you're the assistant Hoosiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty, uh, pretty hard to be away, but, uh, right. you know, I knew I had to be. And I was, I was able to see the team before that. That was the last time I had seen the team before she was born. Um, and so I kind of had a week to myself a little bit. Right. Um, and that was kind of nice, just Presley and I in my belly and, 
uh, got to hang out. So, yeah, that's leading up to her delivery. And then she's born. And then um, the news comes out a couple weeks ago that now she has to have the surgery. Yeah, so when she was born, um, she, yep, we won't go into the gory details of birth, but um, (laughs) I was in labor for almost 40 hours. Um, And she did get stuck for four hours. Um, And then we had an emergency C-section and so forth. So when she came out, um, they did a scan on her. And they said that because the mass had not grown anymore, that we would wait until she's a little older to put her under to do another scan. So that would be six months. And she's almost six months now. Um, And so, you know, as parents, she looks healthy, right? Um, Then a few weeks after... Um, she was born, I guess she was a week old when she went to her first softball games and mm-hmm. watched mom coach and all that. And, and then COVID hit. Um, and then everything was ripped away. Um, and then I was home by myself and I couldn't see family. Um, you know, my, it was just my husband and I, but we had nobody to go right. through in the back of our head. Our daughter's sick, you know, um, she looks healthy. She does have lungs. She lets us know, but, (laughs) (laughs) but just kind of that scary time of like, what do you do when this virus is here? And if she gets it, that's not good. Right. You know? Um, and so the likelihood of babies getting it is, is, you know, pretty slim, but, um, she does have lung issues. And so, um, so anyways, moving forward to her CT scan, she had last Wednesday, um, they put her under for that, and we were praying that it was <laughs> removed um, or that it was gone. And um, it's there, and it covers her. Um, so on the right side, you have three lobes of your lung, and um, the lower third lobe, uh, the mass covers that. Um, so, you know, we, we go in and have this, and Dr. Thayer in Missoula um, came and talked to me after her scan and said that uh, surgery was needed. Um, and that uh, she didn't want to wait until she was a year old. Um, it needed to be done before that, potentially anywhere between six and eight weeks. And I'm thinking, holy cow, like life just got really hard now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then she's talking to me about the surgery, and they said, well, we don't think we have to cut her open, but there's a chance that we'll have to cut her chest open to get to where the mass is at. And um, she said, we are going to take the lower third lobe. So she'll be left with two lobes in her lung. Um, and that's scary to hear. Like, what what are the effects going to be? You know, will she be able to play like a normal child? Right. You know, she's not going to be no marathon runner because that's just not in our genes well, on no. both sides. No. So um, we all know that. But, but you know, can she, can she do those activities that a normal child can do? Um, and Dr. Thayer really reassured us that she would be able to, but that the surgery is a scary surgery. Yeah. Um, and so we, um, were, we were planning on doing it in Missoula, but then talking to Dr. Thayer more, she had never done a CPAM surgery before. Um, and I said, well, I'm going to go to the best of the best. Um, so you could you direct us to where that would be? Um, and so we are going to make our way to Denver. Um, we will go to the Rocky Mountain Children's Hospital there. Um, at first, we thought it was at Denver Children's, um, but the doctor at the Rocky Mountain Hospital, um, he um, had, like, come up with the CPAM surgery. Oh. So we have the best in the country, and, oh, we are playing with our bow. <laughs> and um, so he does these, um, and he is really familiar with the lung and the heart, 
And so that is where we are headed. Um, in fact, tomorrow I make the call to hopefully schedule her, her surgery. Um, and that surgery, uh, total time could take anywhere between a week and a half to three weeks that Zach and I will be gone. Um, and we'll be spending time there and getting her healed up and hopefully back to normal normal life. So, Aside from the CPAM, which is scary, mm-hmm. everything else is fine. Everything else is great. She's a healthy baby. She's chunky now, which is good. She had lost a lot of weight when she was born, so that was kind of concerning um, to us. But, yeah, other than that, she's she's good. She's right on track with growth and development. And so, you know, that was another thing that um, my husband asked, you know, when we found out, will her development be delayed? Mm-hmm. Um, because it is an abnormal growth, and it was close to the vertebrae and, you know, all that. And um, they reassured us that they've never seen any delay in this. And um, even with remo- removing it, um, there should be no delay. So she's right on track and doing great and loving life. And we started green beans. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I know, Sarah, that, that as a parent, you just immediately go research as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of real scary stuff out mm-hmm. there. But the ch- what are the, the best options with this surgery? Like the long-term um you know, health-wise, is there a lung transplant potentially down the road? Or, or I mean, wh- where are we at after the surgery? Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are all questions you ask, right? Because you're the unknown. It's mm-hmm. rare. I know nobody that's had a baby that's had this. Um, you know, so, of course, everything is running through our minds. You know, is it is it cancerous? Yeah. Um, that was the number one question we asked. Yeah. Is it cancer? Um, will it turn into cancer if we don't do it immediately when she's born? Um, and uh, the doctors reassured us that it is not cancerous. Um, but if we were to leave it in, um, which you can, you can leave CPAMs in. Um, most of the time they don't, just because when she does get older, it can turn into cancer. Okay. Um, and then she would be more apt to getting sick a lot. Um, so that was another reason why we should take it out um, so that, you know, she doesn't get all those lung infections and you know, respiratory issues and things like that. So, um, you know, as far as moving forward after surgery, um, you know, no, that nothing will hold her back. Only if she's skill-wise just isn't that, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but nothing will be in her way. And, um, you know, we... We're concerned about maybe some asthma, things like that. Mm-hmm. Could, could that play a factor? And uh, asthma does run in Zach's side. So, okay. you know, she may have that when she's older. And that was a concern. You're taking a lobe, part of her lobe. Right. A whole lobe. Um, and they said that what's interesting enough is that because your left lobe, your left lung only has two lobes because of the heart, if they do it before when she's little, they ha- the lung has no idea. So okay. if you wait until she's older, um, then the the lungs will have to overcompensate, and it becomes a lot trickier. Um, she's learning to take her headbands yep. off yep. now. Smart um, girl. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, so no, she there will be no effects afterwards, That's um, awesome. which is huge, you know. So and it doesn't it doesn't affect the heart at all. No, so um, because the heart did move back, um, and there was no fluid, uh, there is no. Oh, fantastic. Um, no issues with the heart. If if the mass would have been on the side of the heart, then it would have been a lot different story. Um, but they find that these masses tend to be on the right side. Mm. Um, so, again, it's it's a fairly 
I wouldn't say it's a new discovery, but it's so uncommon that, you know, they're still trying to figure everything out about it. And so So it's more common in boys mm-hmm. than it is in girls. Yep. And so she's she's rare in so many yeah. great cases. I mean yep. this is She's a miracle baby. <laughs> she, she definitely is. All right. Presley, what's the name? Or meaning I mean it's are you guys Elvis fans? Because I know that was my first song. I'm just going to call her Elvis. So shout out to Emma Emma Hamilton on our team, our, one of our catchers. Uh, speaking of Elvis, um, when I told the team what her name was going to be, uh, Emma started calling her Elvis. That's funny. In my tummy. So still, she's like, hey, what's up, Elvis? You know. So, But um, I've always loved Presley. Um, Zach has always loved Presley, too. So when you're talking huh. about names, we both That's came awesome. up with the same name. And so... Um, yeah, we just really like it. And then her middle name is Jean, um, and that runs in my family. So okay. I'm Sarah Jean. My mom is Darla Jean. My grandma was Donna Jean. So it just, we kept that. So it runs in the jeans. Yeah, it does. Oh, I got to yeah. do that. Hold on. I got, no, oh. that's, there, I got the, you got to remember where it's at. My little rim shot. Um, sorry, Presley. Your first bad, bad dad joke. <laughs> Maybe not, though. Is your dad funny? He's a pretty funny guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you and dad get along, huh? Is there a way that the community can help, or is that even is that even an option, or is it does it matter? I don't think... I mean, I just think prayer and just the support and know that people are there for us. Um, you know, we are really blessed, and I... I love to give credit to Northwestern Energy um, because without their insurance, we wouldn't have Preston. Right. Um, and again, this surgery will be covered, um, which is, a, I don't know, not everything will be covered, but um, a good chunk of it will be, and that's huge. Um, with what I do and, you know, the income that I make, you know, it is, isn't as great, and so... Um, we're thankful, Presley and I are both thankful that we have a husband and a dad that provides. Yeah. And, um, you know, as far as the community goes, I just think, like, the help, I, you know, I don't know. It's hard to yeah. say, right? Um, well, Helen but, has always been great. The, yeah. the, you know, the community, no matter what it is, yeah. whether it's, you know, financially or prayers. I mean, it's just Helen is a great community for, for anything right. related, especially with children. Yes. I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah. Well, in the moment that we told everybody that she was going to have to have surgery, um, the overwhelming just, I mean, it came flooding in of what can we do? Um, you know, people along the way making our way to Denver that live, you know, in between here and Denver, you can stay at our house. Oh, wow. Or um, I'm like Coach Pinkerton, which was the Montana coach mm-hmm. before he went back to uh, Iowa State. Um, you know, he... The Venmo thing, I guess, is a new yep. uh, thing to do, send money. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, he said, hey, here's here's $50 for you and Zach in Denver for dinner. Nice. Um, you know, things like that, you just don't expect, right? Um, and it's unreal, just the love. And our friends in Denver, we uh, work and recruit for Triple Crown Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, Great organization. Yes. yes. Phenomenal family, very family-oriented. Yep. Yep. So they understand. They have all reached out to me and... What can we do when you're in the Denver area, um, you know, and then just family here and friends here, you know, um, have just showed the love and support. And so I think we're in great hands. And um, is it scary? Yep. Yep. Is it nerve wracking? Absolutely. But you know what? She's a fighter. She fought the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You tell everybody about it. Yeah. 
<laughs> she yeah. is absolutely adorable. Well, thank you. I, I don't want this to sound weird, but did, did the COVID situation almost make it a little bit better because then you weren't missing softball? And I mean, there's a positive that came mm-hmm. out of the season being canceled because yeah. then you don't have that that fear of mm-hmm. going back and forth and am I missing, am I not, yeah. you know, things like that. So I guess there's a positive, a silver mm-hmm. lining with the COVID mm-hmm. there. Oh, for sure. You know, um, I think one, it brought my husband and I a lot closer and realized, you know, like how special and what a gift she is, but then just our marriage and our relationship yeah. um, and being able to raise her, um, him and I, you know, um, yeah, we're really close with our families, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, but when it's just a husband and wife and your brand new baby, there's something so special about that, that you'll never get back. Right. And so during this time of the unknown with COVID and the unknown with her lung, because we were waiting for a scan, um, we literally had each other and that was so neat to see us just build on our marriage and, and becoming, I think we're great parents, you know? Um, well, yeah, you and, brought her on the Jason Walker show. Yeah, Come on. what the heck? So, <laughs> not many you know, kids get this opportunity here. Yeah, but you know, it was it was hard because you know I felt like you you miss out on a lot when you're stuck at home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're told you can't go anywhere except for essentials. Like what? Like for me, I'm a go go person. Yeah. Like I don't like sitting at home. <laughs> so, you don't like sitting anywhere. <laughs> no. So you know, um, I think COVID was a huge blessing because I got to stay home with her. And um, I also was teaching at St. Andrew's School, PE, um, and our school obviously shut down due mm-hmm. to COVID. And that was a, another blessing. Um, I got to spend time and watch her grow um, from the time she was born. Yeah. And she wasn't sent off to daycare. And <clears throat> with coaching, um, I am able to bring Presley, um, which is huge. Um, I am a big believer in staying home with our stay-at-home moms or moms that can work and have their babies or whatever that looks like, you know. Um, and again, our coaching staff, Carol Atmosphere, kids are always around, you yep, know? Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I don't like COVID. Right. It needs to go away. Yep, yep. But at the same time, I'm, I was very lucky to, to get that extra bond, um, with her. And so, well, yeah. um, it's a, it's a inspirational story. Okay. I, I don't want to say great story. It's an inspirational <laughs> story. And, but it's great that she's here. She's doing well. And, yeah. um, I'm getting text messages from the wife. The little one's literally standing just She's outside the door. She's ready to her. see. Yeah, Winnie wants to see Presley. So yeah, um, maybe you guys can be friends. You can't be. We're trying to figure out if Winnie's going to play softball. Well, we can get her involved, can't we? She might be able to come to a camp with you. Yeah, you guys could be besties. Yeah. Yeah. She can be a righty, and you'll be the lefty, and. Look at that. Or should be your catcher. How about that? Uh, there'd be a small catcher. That's okay. That's all right. I do want to say one last thing. I appreciate having um, or inviting us onto the show. It means a lot. Um, I'm a big advocate for infertility and sharing your stories. And, um, and that's why I wanted to have you on is to get that story out there because, mm-hmm. you know, my, we were lucky. My wife had a almost perfect pregnancy yep. and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that. And, but yep. it's not that case for everybody. Right. And, so I'm glad you were able to come in, and like I said, I just want to sit back and let you tell the story. So well, I appreciate it, and uh, for any woman and family that's listening that's struggling, uh, reach out to those that are struggling, have been through it, and don't be afraid to you know share your story because you never know who is going through that time mm-hmm. and just needs to hear a positive um, story. And 
and help him get through it. And so we definitely appreciate you, Jason, and all you've done for our family and our softball program, and um, you're a true blessing to us. So I appreciate appreciate you having us on today. What's he like as an uncle? Oh, oh my gosh. Is he he worse than grandparents for spoiling? Oh, girl, (laughs) you just wait. Oh, yeah, I bought bought her a shirt, and it says, um, it has, like, peas on it, and cute little peas, and it says, Peace out. I'm going to hang out with my uncle. Oh, nice. And I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> they nice. are, they get along great. At first, she really wasn't sure, but that was like, we just got out of like sure. a stay at home, so she only knew mom and dad. And yeah, they get along great. Yeah, you yeah. just got to be nice to him because he'll spoil you rotten. Oh, I have a He's feeling. He's a proud uncle, mm-hmm. that's for sure. So. Is this the first niece or nephew? Or No. No, yeah. I have two. We have two nephews that oh, okay. in Kalispell, so we're actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're actually uh, going to go up there, and uh, I'm going to spill the beans. But Sarah's 30th birthday oh, a couple days ago, uh, so we're going to go spend. Uh, that's right. Happy birthday, Kalispell. by the way. So, uh, Thirty. Sarah's nephews and her brother and uh, sister-in-law and, uh, spend a few days uh, uh, camping and uh, nice. going outdoors. Now I met the brother at State Basketball in Great Falls a couple years ago. Is that okay? Yep. All right. Yeah, yep. he's a coach at. My coaches uh, golf and uh, boys basketball at Fly High School. That's right. Okay. Yeah, the nephews are super excited. They adore Presley, and so it'll be a fun week. Well, she's pretty darn cute. She and, looks like uh, her dad, but she has my personality and sass and attitude and everything, so <laughs> she knows how to shop. So Oh, oh goodness. Yeah. Oh, you and Winnie are going to get along great. Winnie's got a purse. She takes a shopping all the time. You got a best friend already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is great. Um, appreciate you guys uh, coming in. Stick around. i got to wrap some stuff up here, but... But, uh, man, what a great story. And little Presley Jean, um, there's a smile. Look at you. It's a cute little smile, too. Uh, let's get to On This Day in History. And uh, it is National Chocolate Pecan Pie Day and National Radio Day. See, but you don't need radio. You can do this. One. Come on in, Winnie. She's not waiting. She's not waiting. We've got babies everywhere here on the Jason Walker Show. Uh, let's see. Can we switch the switch the camera? Winnie, you can come in. All right, you guys talk. I'll do on this day in history. Um, maybe. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so here we go. On this day in history. 1915, Chicago White Sox obtained Shoeless Joe Jackson from Cleveland. Cost them 31,503 players. 1919, Joe Wilhoit of uh, Wichita. The Western League failed to get a hit. First time in 69-game streak. So the first time in 70 games he didn't get a hit. Uh, he went 155 for 299 during the 69 game hit streak, a 505 average. Coach Coach Jackson would take players hitting 505. <laughs> He'd take players hitting 300. <laughs> 1920, the American Professional Football Association was formed. Jim Thorpe was uh, the president, later became the uh, NFL. 19, uh, let's see, 31, Helen Wills Moody. Uh, got her seventh and final U.S. singles title at the U.S. National Championship. 1938, future Yankee, uh, fu- Yankees future Hall of Famer Lou Gehrig hit his record 23rd and final Grand Slam. 1957, White Sox pitcher Bob Keegan had a no-hitter. 1958, left-handed catcher Dale Long for the Cubs. 1965, Eddie Matthews and Hank Aaron would pass Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig by hitting a combined 772 home runs while playing together on the same team. And one birthday today, it is Demi Lovato's birthday. She uh, She's a better singer than Selena Gomez, uh, but she is 28 today. Born in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 
There you go. All right, let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Baby's holding babies in here. Oh, she's bringing in the big dinosaur. Goodness. Yeah, we've got we've got kids and yeah, let's see if I can get a little camera angle over here. This is what's great about not being on the radio is you can do little things like this and and then go along. So there's the kids. There's little Presley. Oh, hey, the wife is making an appearance. Sarah's making an appearance. Hi, honey. Yeah, you're on camera. There's Winnie. There's Presley. There we go. Oh, man, good stuff. Uh, The walk-off, presented by Cafe Zydeco. Make sure you stop by 625 Euclid in Helena today, also in Bozeman and Billings. Had a great, fun show talking with uh, Sarah Bernal, Aaron Jackson. Um, Google Google CPAM, and, um, and and I, I mean, if you need to reach out, I'm sure you can get a hold of Coach on uh, on the, the Facebook as well. So um, what an adorable little girl. I love, we need to have more babies on the show. No, we don't need to have more babies, honey. We just need to have more babies on the show. I don't even know. I'm going to get in so much trouble. All right, let's just start the music. Let's wrap it up. Tomorrow, we'll talk to NAU beat writer Lance Hartzler. Yeah, finally, we're going to talk to him. Uh, next week, Bill Foley, DudeSports.com. Janice Dean, Fox News. Becky Mapston. Nicole Ragoni. But tomorrow, Lance Hartzler, we wrap up the week. Have yourself a wonderful and terrific Thursday. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 4. JasonWalkerShow.com if you missed anything from any show. And thanks to our big sponsors from uh, uh, segment sponsors, Rutgers Furniture and MarkLaRoePhotography.com. We'll do it again tomorrow at 4. Have yourself a fantastic Thursday. Bye. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.